0: advise that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to subject matter. Welcome to the Romantic Truth Podcast. You may also visit us at romantictruth.org or on Facebook at Romantic Truth in the search. Now, without further ado, introducing Jorzen, the host of Romantic Truth from our studio in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, let's talk about a subject that is relevant and important to many relationships. Now, we have this presumption of power. What is the presumption of power? You may feel as though you're out of your league. Um, It could be a situation where you may have lost confidence in yourself. By comparison to society, it's like you're seeing the next new artist come up from the ranks, and you're saying to yourself, damn, why couldn't that be me? person wins the lottery, damn, why couldn't that be me? See a nice couple, nice looking partner, damn, why couldn't that be me? It's something that, if you're not careful, will put you in a place where you don't want to be, where you're thinking less of yourself. Now, as we know, commercials in general are designed in order to make you feel as though you're incomplete or not worthy unless you have that product, service, or any kind of enterprise associated with them. So what they want you to do is they want you to feel as though you're being left out. See, the one thing you have to remember about the concept of power is this. The way you yield it, is to feel inferior to whatever it is that you're making superior so when you yield that power you also yield control not all of it but a good portion of it now when we look at different things in society we'll say the racial issue in this country as an example Well, you look at it. The reason why minorities are minorities is because of one fundamental thing. They've acknowledged the power of people who are in power. Well, if you take that power away from that acknowledgement, what do people do? They become vulnerable because they're not getting the respect, the notoriety, and the social accolades that they're supposed to in other words they're only valuable to themselves and no one else you know that was the premise of segregation to give people that intrinsic value within their own group but there was a level of devaluation outside of that group except what some minorities did in America for instance they still yielded that authority to the majority so think about it like this you look at these different sovereign countries throughout the world if each of those countries put one country on a pedestal over all the rest, they would lose their identity in so many ways. So when you look at a country like China, you look at a country like Iran, you look at a country like North Korea, which is not close to being the size of the United States, even though we have all these wonderful things here, they're like, that's okay, we'll deal with an oppressive regime. Look at Belarus, Romania, you go on down the list. A lot of these countries know what works for them best. And we've been on this crusade to try to change these countries to be more like us. Even with our European allies, a lot of them are saying, hey, you know what? No, we are like you as far as maybe the concept of having a liberal and free society, a democratic society, but outside of that, We're not taking all the rest of the social problems that you have with the guns and all the rest. So what do all of these countries have in common when they look at the United States? We're gonna take certain aspects from you that work, but we'll never put you on a level where you're better than we are. And that's the key. And that's the way you have to look at anything that when you get to that inferiority complex you have to understand you have to give the power before that person or that group can take the power if it's not yielded they have no power they only have power among themselves power in a vacuum which is pointless And then what starts to happen when you have that power in a vacuum, people within those groups start eating up each other and start separating themselves among themselves. They have that strata. You can look at every ethnic community in the world, every society, they have that. People separate themselves based on income, based on family heritage, based on race, based on language, based on culture, based on stigma, public perception, social perception, you name it, on down the line. See, what Americans tried to do was cut everything where it was based on race only. But they realized they couldn't do that because they had crossover. And this crossover is nothing new. It's been around ever since this country's been founded. And we don't like talking about that because we want a pristine image of our past. You have to give someone the power to be over you in order for them to actually use that power. But when they see that that power is no longer effective because you have taken it away from them, And then what do they have to do? Curry favor to put themselves back in power. That's the way it goes. You know, it's like that person that was really popular, had all these friends, and then all those friends figured out what that person was about, and they started leaving them left and right. What does that person do? They become a little bit more humble. And some of the outliers, some of those friends that were on the outer bands of those friendships that person has, they become now more important and brought in a lot closer and given higher ranking. That's the way that works. And so a lot of them who had been shunned in the past are happily coming to the center to be that attention now. Oh, we've been acknowledged. And they feel empowered because they've been acknowledged by that person. But now what did they have to do in order to become acknowledged? They had to yield power to that individual once again in order to get into that scope, into that place where they are with that person. But if they kept doing it, if they kept ignoring that person as they've lost their friends They're actually more powerful at that point than they would be in the presence of that individual that had fallen. Because they've given up their majority status. But now when they start to fraternize with that individual, they've lost it. And that's the way it goes. But what you have to understand too is that as people, when we get involved in relationships that we're trying to fit in with groups of the friends of the people that we're going out with, and they may not be a good fit for us, we may not see them in the same light we do. You have to look at who has the actual power in that situation. Would it be you by your partner yielding to your influence and then you taking them away from those friends? Or would it be a situation where you are trying to fit in and they're on the pedestal and you're at the altar waiting to be knighted? Who has the power then? They do. but you have to yield power for someone to be empowered over you or control over you. That's something you have to do. You know, what's funny. um, I get about maybe three emails a month from women who are submissive looking for a black dominant male. They want someone to lord over them. And the reason why they want this is Many of them feel so low about themselves that they feel that, hey, you know what? I want to do my part to correct the wrongs of the past, slavery, etc. But they're thinking they're doing it in their own special way, and they're not. There was one lady I had a conversation with, and I asked her about that. And she told me that very thing and then told me also... When I go to work, I'm in charge ordering everyone around. I actually want to wait on somebody. I actually want to be submissive. I actually want to be told what to do. Because what has happened, and we got into the histrionics of her development. She had to take charge in the household when she was a young lady. Mother was an alcoholic and she was the only sober and responsible person in the household. So from age 13 on she basically was the mom getting her siblings in line, getting her mom in line, kicking the boyfriends out when they would come over, calling the police when necessary to get them out. And then it transitioned through her college years when she maxed out on everything and did everything the way she should have, got her good grades, got a good career. But the fact was, she was still an insecure woman inside. But she stood up. But here's the problem. You can have the bravery without the confidence. And this is where a lot of people Miss out, and mess up, Oops. you'll find someone that's brave that does something very gallant and not realize they're a nervous wreck after they've done it, but they can't show it. i never forget when I was in elementary school, there was these things called nanolators. And the banana nailators were one of the favorite ones. That one, the watermelon and the sour apple. And this one kid had bet the other kid that he could go up on the monkey bars and never touch the ground. He was going to make it all the way from one end to the other. And he bet him a pack of nailators that he wouldn't be able to do it. Well, the kid went up there, and he was going through. And he made it through to the end. Then he came down. And the other boy said, well, you know, you did it. You're packing out ladies. And the kid who was up on the monkey bars told me, I didn't think I was gonna make it. I used to always get to halfway and then I dropped down. But what had happened was the challenge built his confidence to go all the way to the end. But he still wasn't confident that he could do it again. But he was confident that he could do it that time after he did it only. So you have some people, they have to be built up for their confidence at every challenge. Hell, I was like that when I played basketball. After we won one game, I'll say, damn, you know, I hope we can do the same thing with the other team. And what I had to learn was you have to adapt to the situation and not fall into the coma of a routine and think that just that routine is gonna work every time without something changing up and you start seeing the teams change up their offense or going man-to-man with a full court press or other teams would play a zone. So you had to be flexible. And sometimes our confidence gets bruised when we have a routine and that routine doesn't work. And that routine may be people fearing us and we're fierce and we're in charge. And then we realize that those people have kind of grown up and moved on and left you there thinking that you're still in charge. It's the way it works, but you have to yield the power for that person to be empowered over you. And that's where your real personal confidence come into play that's when your self-perception comes into play. Cutting people down to make yourself feel better is the lowest thing you could do to yourself. That's the absolute low. Because you're prostituting yourself at that point. What you're doing is you're lying to yourself Because see, as you feed yourself this gaslighting menu, what is happening, you're actually not wanting to face the reality of being insecure, you're scared, and you're not sure. You're uncertain. Instead of just relaxing and be yourself and let things play out and listen to individuals. That person, and I always tell you this, they may not be in the packaging you want, but it could be the person you need inside the contents. Oh, I'm not into fat women. They can't do anything for me. So he says. Then he gets to know this woman. He realizes she has integrity. He can trust her. And then it gets to a point where he's starting to lay off the fat jokes. He's starting to lay off the rude comments. Why is he doing that? Because this person has endeared themselves to him by actually being who they were. Now, she may have an issue with herself by saying, oh, I'm fat, nobody wants me, oh, he's just... Kidding, and he's telling me that I hear that from all the guys some ladies do that to draw attention to them from the guy others do this because they really mean that they don't like themselves and that they hate themselves for whatever reason so when you talk about self-hate which makes no sense when they use it in the urban areas when they talking about oh you're just hating yourself you're self hate. self-hate is when you go and become obese, grossly obese, because something happened in your life in the past and you don't want to face the truth about it or being mean or rude to somebody because something happened to you. And that's the self-hatred you have not to address it. But to externalize it. Instead of dealing with the problem that really caused the whole issue, causation. That's what I deal with on this show. Because see, we are behaving and acting based on something we were exposed to, good, bad, or indifferent. And in many cases, our existence is based on those things that we were exposed to. I'll give you an example. Your dad was a civil engineer. So you're already around many of the influencers, you're around the resources, and you become a civil engineer. Makes sense, right? It doesn't always have to be that way. Your dad's a civil engineer in another case. You may not want to do that. But want to take after your uncle, who's an aircraft mechanic. Because that's where your interest is. And you pursue that. And you hang around him to get more influence in regards to it. These things impact us. And when we get into our adult lives, some of the components of that exposure are exposed in our behavior. The situations we find ourselves in associated with that behavior. For instance, you're going to grow up in a household where everybody's been to jail, where your value system changes you may think that that's an honor system. Go to jail and get that honorable mention from the family. getting that street credit. Where in other cases, you may look at that but may have had another influence to, set, to tell you that that's bad. Or to maybe find the interest in others that are not doing that, that are doing well for themselves and say, hey. Jail's not for me and even though you go through the peer pressure of being teased by relatives and friends who have gone through the system they won't see any value in you until you are a value to them I don't know why the hell you going to school and trying to act like you are and better than us then they go back and they graduate from college and now they're making more money than any generation in their household Those negative comments turn into positive comments. Where they try to protect that asset because you have the potential of lending them money, you have the potential of buying them things. Yes, folks, people are that simple. I hate to say it, and the same holds true when it comes to dating. Same situation. because you have a lot of people that use those same principles. It's a human characteristic. But if you don't get anything out of this, before you start coming down on yourself about somebody being out of your league, about you not being good enough, any inferiority understand in order for you to feel inferior not to be inferior but to feel inferior you have to first devalue yourself in order for them to retain their value or lose your value altogether and put your identity and your value into that person to make them far superior than you are. That's the only way it happens. That's the only way it happens. One moment folks. What's your emergency? Hi, yes, I'd like to order a pizza for delivery.
1: Pizza? I think you've dialed the wrong number, ma'am.
0: I don't think so. Uh, Do you still have the cheesy crust? The address? Sure. It's
1: 235 Hayward Street, apartment 3.
0: Ma'am, are you in danger? Is someone making you feel like you can't speak freely? That's
1: right. I understand. My name is Grace, okay? And help is on the way. I need you to tell me how many people are in the apartment. Would a medium pepperoni pizza be big enough for two people? What are you doing? I said large. Uh, okay, so there's one
2: other person with you. Is that who I'm hearing?
0: Yes, that's right.
2: Okay, you're doing really great.
0: Can you tell me your name for the order? Um, the name on the card is Kristen
1: Smart. Okay, Kristen, and it is the person threatening you armed. Mm-hmm. Move the park Come on!
0: was an actual 911 call that was made where a woman had experienced domestic violence and the threat was still there. And she faked like she was calling a pizza delivery company but in actuality she was calling 911 and the operator was smart enough to understand that this person was in a very volatile and dangerous situation and guided her through it Superbly, asking her a lot of information that helped the 911 operator assess the threat so that she could get some help. Unfortunately, a lot of women have to do this, and some men have to do this as well. If that man already has a criminal record, for instance, and she knows that he only needs one more offense and he's gone on his third strike she may push him there because she didn't get what she wanted that lady with that man who's abusive she knows she has to survive that night that time in order to get out of that place and this is when she has to use her soft power in order to do it See a lot of times we don't know the kind of person that we get involved in a relationship with until we have that crisis. Because we usually meet people when things are on pretty good terms and there's not a financial hardship or there's not some other kind of dispute that will cause a relationship to go to this level. The lady was very wise to do what she did, but it was a very risky thing. But see, the thing we have to keep in mind is the guy was a badass as long as he was around another woman doing this. You put him with a man in this environment, he may not be so bad. Now, the problem with abusers, a lot of times they don't want help. What they usually go for is forgiveness before help. Baby, please forgive me. I didn't mean to hit you like that. You make me mad sometimes and I get like that. And they try to shift the blame from their behavior onto your behavior in provoking it. When it doesn't have to go to that level. This is the reason why, ladies, I tell you, when you're upset with your man and you're hitting him, you're punching him, you're cussing him out, throwing things, watch yourself. If he walks away from you and doesn't want to hit you and he's just saying, just leave me alone, leave him alone. Because once he turns on you, He's objectifying you as being a male threat. It's just like when you corner a dog. Keep following him, pushing him in the head. Calling him a faggot. Kicking him in the ass. Telling him all these different things. Please watch that. Because what's happening is he's becoming angrier as you're doing it. And you're trying to hurt him and defame him and shame him. Emasculate him. And he's thinking, why bother dealing with this? I can end it now. And a lot of this comes from men not expressing themselves and not speaking out and feeling vulnerable and feeling ashamed to do so, even with their partner. Now this is no justification for violence. And what I described to you was a case where a woman still provokes the violence. Now let me describe one where she's not provoking the violence, but the man continues to escalate as in the situation with this call. She could have asked him a question, honey, why you coming home late? He could have had an affair, been with somebody else. How dare you question me? This is my house, I make the rules. And from that point alone, with his insecurity, he's going to go and show her a thing or two and try to put her in her place. This is no laughing matter, folks. These are the people that we wind up dating. Many of you fellas wind up dating women who have been through traumatic, abusive relationships with men. Where it was physical or verbal emotional abuse and we can't look at it from the standpoint of men being weak because they're sensitive when it comes down to dealing with situations of their own that insecurity did not start in that relationship with that woman, that insecurity was there well before then and it only escalated throughout the years This is the reason why some of you ladies out there talking about you want a manly man. Many of you don't know what kind of manly man you're getting. Because a lot of you are winding up getting a manly man who's insecure, who's going overboard to be macho. And you think it's romantic, and he's like a damn lumberjack. And he'll put his foot in your ass at any point. And then you have a problem. That's not love. Abuse is never love, folks. Abuse is nothing but anger. And that's the anger that was directed at themselves that they're redirected onto you. A lot of these men who had a domineering mind that always put their foot in their ass. Oh, he still treats mama like gold. But he treats his woman like shit. Because he's taking that repressed anger from his mother and putting it on his woman. Because he put his mother on a pedestal. His woman is not. She's at his feet. This sort of dysfunction is nothing that's normal. But see, what happens when you're in an abusive relationship, you actually take it as a norm. And the reason why you do that is to qualify it and then to cope with it. And then you start self-policing. He wants the house clean. When you get home from work, the house has to be spotless. He doesn't want to hear any noise when you walk through the front door. You have to be quiet he wants sex before he goes to bed he wants you to be compliant with very little rebuttal if any unless it's something for you to accommodate him more now what kind of men ladies do you get like this these are men who have been pampered by their parents who've been privileged a lot of mama's boys are like this. Some of them boss mama around just like they're, they're, like she's their wife. And they expect the same thing from their woman. Because see, they have the insecurity of getting out of that shell from mom and getting with a woman who can stand up for herself. And so at that point he feels as though well, I had to resort to violence. That's the way I control it. And that's the way many of them look at it. From seeing mom being with boyfriends that whooped her ass, they, that establishes a norm for that young man. And mom can't come back and tell him, well son what you saw, I don't want you doing that to a woman. The young man saying bullshit, he whooped your ass. I know what to do with woman because he got you to do what he wanted you to do. And that's the way these young men look at it. Your words mean nothing. Your actions mean everything. Now, here's another thing to keep in mind as well. You ladies should have a zero tolerance policy when it comes down to a man putting, your, putting his hands on you. And guys, you need to have the same thing with one, I don't give a fuck how much you love that person. If they hit you, leave them. Cut those emotional strings. Leave their asses. Because they just treated you like they'd treat a stranger on the street we always have these complications and these excuses and these caveats about oh well it only happened once like it's not going to happen again see the first test is a case test they'll try it the first time and think well shit I got away with it I could probably escalate it and then they'll try it a second time then you tell them about it and your dumb ass still stay thinking it's gonna get better think they learn the second time you talk and you're gonna wait three times for them to do it some dumb shit like that then the third time it happens you are trying to reason with them on the third time they don't wanna hear that shit they've gotten away with it three times they don't care and every time they do it they come back with flowers and I'm sorry and crying and kissing, and they treat you well for a couple of days or a few weeks, then they go back to that same shit. Then you tell them they need counseling or something of that sort, they don't want to hear it. Both men and women are like this. But then they try to qualify it well, my daddy did my mom like that. Other woman tried to qualify it well. My mama had to fight for everything she got. My mama said never to let a man tell you what to do. But yet, she's going on the offensive, beating this man up. Because he knows if he hits her one time, he's going to knock her out probably kill her. So he's trying to play it off. He's not calling the police on her. And here's another thing, too more men will not call police during domestic violence than women will with men. And why is that? Because the man does not want to be shown up or embarrassed because a woman abused him. Make him look bad. And a lot of these women know this, and this is the reason why you get into an argument and you're walking away from her and she's following you Hitting you in the head. Kicking you in the ass. Calling you a punk. Telling you you ain't shit. Throwing stuff at you. Because she knows she can get away with it. And what happens if you go outside and she's still doing that to you? The men are laughing and the women are saying, get him girl. Turn that around. He becomes the aggressor for her pushing him to that level. Now what are those witnesses? They're witnesses. Those women, they're witnesses. Oh he hit her. She a female. She a female. But she came after him like a man. You know, it's just like an incident I saw years ago at a nightclub. There was this woman that was a stud. And she was with this lady. And there was a guy that was in line in front of her. And he had a beautiful woman. And so the stud I guess thought she was going to flex by telling the guy you know you got a fine woman well he thought that she was a guy and he said oh thank you and then he said I bet you I could take her and of course her war turned around and it was like hey you know dude don't be disrespecting my woman because he thought she was a dude And started saying, well, you know, you don't have to get all riled up. I was just making a comment. Why don't you turn your punk ass around and get in So the guy went on. got in line. kept going with his girl. So she made another comment. And at this point, it provoked the guy and the girl, his girlfriend, tried to grab him. Before he knew it, it knocked the stud out. Completely out her girlfriend that remained quiet the whole time said you know you hit a female you shouldn't have hit a female and of course the guy didn't know see the thing is with us men there's a lot of people that try to mimic us a lot of these women are walking around with the dildos in their pants and all this stuff trying to act like guys many of them have daddy issues not all of them by no stretch but many of them the reason why I know is that some of them I have been with that I dated so I know that on the surface they try to come across like they're hard and everything but underneath they're an insecure woman trying to assert themselves in some kind of masculine way in order to be heard, in order to be respected. One of the ladies I was with, that was like this, very feminine, once, outside of the haircut, she was a very feminine woman. She took the bandages from around her breasts, she had a huge breast, she was flattening them out under that flannel t-shirt because it was all of facade. She wasn't going to be a victim anymore. This g- young girl had been abused years ago and so she took on the personification of a man in order to not be attractive. She gained weight in order to not be attractive so that she wouldn't be molested anymore. she found a safe haven in being with women because in that way men wouldn't be interested in her and she wouldn't have that to worry about once she had someone to talk to and once she explained what was going on and finally got someone that understood her she later put all that shit away grew her hair out and saw that it was okay to be that female, and she did not have to parade around like she was a dude. And it was only obvious, facially, that she was not a man. But she wanted to come across like that. And this is what happens you find people that are in that kind of situation like I said, dealing with the character, the behavior, the situation, and the X Factor, biggest things to deal with. It was hard. It was hard for her to deal with the fact that she had been this way until she was 30. She felt weird wearing dresses again. She felt weird having her hair long again. She felt weird where she felt as though she could trust men again. Because of the trauma she had faced in the past. Now, not all women who are like that had that experience. But there are some who have. And I encountered a couple that did. So it varies. We're going to talk more in just a moment. Hi everyone, Jelson here with your Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, a question was asked about our Only fans page. Here's what's going on with that. I am not giving up a copy of my driver's License or passport or personal identification to open up any website sorry not doing it. especially because this company is based in the UK I don't know what the hell they are want to do with my information and the answer is no so if you go to OnlyFans you'll just see a page there that have the links to Spotify account that kind of thing But as far as into the uh, podcast but as far as anything else I'm not posting it because I refuse to give up that information if other companies will say Facebook, Twitter, all the rest I'm not asking for that I'm damn sure not going to give it to a company that's from overseas that's just my personal opinion because you don't know what they're doing with the data you just don't now hope that settled it we're on Romantic Truth which is a WordPress uh, setup and more than like I'll move it to another host after this uh, contract up and I'll never go back with the host that I'm with now again once it's up I'm done and we'll see about taking it over to another platform where things are a little bit better now let's get to what we're going to talk about today now what I want to have happen now if you're a female I want you to listen to this particular segment and listen well many of you don't know what to look for in a good man you're confused some of you we have the terms Alpha Male, Beta Male, Omega Male. What are they? I'm going to give you a brief breakdown. Let's start with the Omega Male. Something you rarely hear about. you right, Omega Male is a rogue guy. That's a guy that sits around and while two Alpha Males are battling it out, he goes in and gets with the woman he's not expecting to be with her permanently long term he's just going to go in do his thing and leave and he usually will pop up when there are disputes in the relationship and she's feeling lonely and she wants to be with someone but she doesn't want to necessarily be with her partner and she just wants to have a change and he goes from woman to woman to woman at his discretion alpha male has a woman's trying to defend his territory, and he's always com- competing with other people. Beta male, passive, uh, non-assertive, fun of many jokes. Now, what I'm going to tell you to do with all three of those stereotypes, ladies, throw that shit in the trash, okay? What it comes down to is a bunch of bullshit that men sell each other. Here's the bottom line. The term alpha male, what that correlates to is how a man should be. The basic man that is a man who had a father and a mother in the household. And when I say a father, I'm talking about a father that really showed him the ropes of being a real man. Now the problem with the alpha male is that every insecure man is trying to be one classifying themselves as one as one and then what these other men will do is to try to classify men down tier as alpha male and training, beta male all that other dumb shit just throw that out completely please do I'm going to give you the characteristics you need to look for for a good man to be in your life You might want to write this down. First of all, let's look at what a man defines himself as. A person who makes the decisions in life based on the consequences that others and himself would have to face, the best choices he possibly can in their best interests. The first thing you will realize about a good man is that he's not selfish, he's selfless. And that's genuine. That's not something that's superficial, that's not something he's going to come back later and say, look what I did for you, that kind of shit. He's going to do it, and that's it. This man is disciplined, meaning that he's not going to be so emotional that he's going to jump off at every opportunity the escalator situation he's going to be reserved he's going to think before he acts and here's the thing when he does think he's going to make a decisive choice based on what I discussed about defining the man the reason why he's going to do this is because he knows that if he's with a woman that the relationship could be jeopardized and that he could be locked up he could be killed and she would be vulnerable that's his biggest fear so he's going to make sure that she's taken care of which means he has to make wiser choices as far as confrontations and altercations now another thing a good man will do he's going to listen to you and some alpha males look at that as a weakness that's actually a strength when you have more information you can make better choices a good man knows his limitations so take for instance at your apartment you need the door hinges put on and he's not that proficient with that but he wants to go and show you that he can do things and he winds up costing you more money and more time when he could have just called a professional to have it done. See, the one thing about a good man, he knows his limitations and he knows when he needs to bring professionals around him. He's looking for people who are proficient in what they do as he is proficient. But there's some disciplines where he's not and he must recognize that. He must get outside of his own personal interests and his emotional sentiments. Something a lot of these young men can't do these days to make the best decision. Now he's making decisions at times that will not be popular, but they're decisions that has the best interest of the couple. He's a long-term planner and thinker. He will bypass the temptations Of immediate gratification. You give him a hundred dollars. He's going to hang on to that hundred dollars, and meanwhile, make his own money. I still keep that hundred dollars. You hear a lot of these guys talking about, dear, invest, invest, invest. But what they also don't tell you on the flip side of that is, they can lose. So a man has to be able to, a good man, has to be able to accept the consequences for the decision he makes. He's got to be accountable. He's got to have integrity, doing the right thing when he's not with his partner. He's got to understand that he is not to react to every situation that he faces in an emotional outburst. He controls his emotions. And when he speaks to his partner, he speaks to her with respect and calm, and he expects the same in return. He shows leadership by laying down the rules for any kind of disagreements or discrepancies they may have in a relationship. Where? It's no name call. Where the two of you are civil, and you talk to each other in the same normal tone, not inflections or raising your voice. Are bringing up things that cannot be forgiven. You normalize problems by not personalizing them between the two of you. If that partner has done something due to their behavior, the behavior is the part, the problem, not the partner. You have to learn how to separate the two, this is what men do. We specialize in conflict resolution. We look at going to combat as a last resort. We use diplomacy as much as possible. Because we have to think about the best interests of our partner. We're only going to use that in the event of life or death to protect our partner and ourselves. Because he knows if he gets locked up for something stupid, it leaves his woman and his family vulnerable. He's considerate of his woman. Take for instance, they need a new car. He would give her the newer vehicle over himself. Why? Because her security is far more important than his. the man will make sacrifices. This is standard for any man. You don't have to be an alpha male to have this. Consideration. Whereas you're communicating with your partner, you're not talking down to them in a condescending way. You're talking to them just like you would talk to yourself with your own tone of voice. A real man accepts this woman as part of him and not a separate entity. This real man also understands that he doesn't hit a woman. He doesn't push them. But by the same token, when he selects a woman, she has to be someone he needs first and someone he wants second what does this mean? He looks at the content of the package as opposed to the packaging. He's looking at integrity, character, personality. And she, if she happens to have nice packaging, such as a nice body, that's an added bonus. So he doesn't go for the obvious purpose. This man also gives you checkups, emotional checkups, asking you how you feel, what's going on, let's talk about it. He will also listen to you when you come in from work and talk about your day. And if you're having any complications on the job where he can assist you. Honey, I had to go to HR today because there's this guy that's hanging around in the parking lot after work, and he's tried to talk to me a few times, and he's kind of annoying. Where this lady also understands that when she tells him this, that she's at a last resort, she's tried everything else in order to get this guy to stop, and now she's telling the man. And her man will say, Well, honey, don't you worry about a thing. I'm going to come pick you up from work tomorrow and I'm going to have a talk with him. And that good woman would say, honey, I just don't want you to start anything. I don't want to be anybody. Oh, don't worry about the thing. It's not going to be, I'm just going to talk to him because he's going to respect this woman and respect the fact that his woman has a job and that company and a reputation to defend. The woman that this good man is going to go for is going to already have her own reputation, her own profession, her own career. She doesn't have to seek an identity from him. He doesn't have to prove to her that he's a leader. He's going to exemplify it. But here's another thing he doesn't always have to be in charge. Why? Because he has the two C's he's charismatic and he's confident. So he could be in the back of the room, and a guy could be up there giving a lecture and everything and still get the attention of other women because of the way he carries himself without saying the word. Without interjecting, without cracking jokes, without trying to be the center of attention. He knows that he's being admired because of one thing. the women that are attracted to this guy they use a silent admiration the smile the glances these women will even correct their behavior to attract this man and you don't have to worry about this man trying to show out he doesn't go out there talking about how big as dick is he doesn't go out there talking about how much of a badass he is he has a good personality sense of humor and he's very appropriate he adjusts himself according to any situation he's facing he comports himself to fit in he's not one of these people that say, hey, I'm just this one way and that's me all the time. He has nothing to prove. That's the other thing, ladies. This man is very strong on integrity and trust. No matter what the situation he's faced, He has to be the voice of reason and calm for his woman. Because see, in some ways, he has a paternalistic role to play with her in the sense that she may be upset about something. He's there to embrace her to make sure everything's okay. He may call her before he comes home from work honey do we need anything at the house could you stop and get some so-and-so okay no problem and he brings him home because he's considerate of this woman this man thanks his woman on occasion for what she does and for being with him makes her feel appreciated makes her feel acknowledged because he's genuine. This man surprises her every once in a while, picking her up from work and telling her, we're not going home. Well, honey, where we're going. Ah, we're going to take a ride down to San Diego. Already got the hotel rented. And we're going to have us a wonderful weekend together. Spontaneity. Because he has the confidence that his woman believes in him and he believes in her. And see, he's also defined by the choice he made in the woman that he chose. And this is the reason why good men pass up on insecure women. And when I say insecure women, that woman who's slapping her hand, talking about she's a boss bitch. That woman who's talking about she don't take any shit that woman he doesn't want he has no use for her because she's wearing an insecurity on her sleeve as many men do talking about their alpha male I can't tell you how many alpha males I've seen get their asses whipped by so called betas and rogues talking shit trying to prove themselves That good man, ladies. He's already thinking about your birthday. He's already thinking about Christmas. He's already thinking about things he plans on doing with you. Because see, he put you in the same category as himself. You're part of him. He's not the guy that you got to remind about anniversaries and birthdays. You put them in your calendar. sounds utopian to some of you, don't it? I'm sure it does. These are things, fundamental things, my father taught me years ago. About dealing with women. Setting expectations. Also, you're responsible. So you know if you leave the house, and the registration's not paid on the car, that you're gonna get pulled over. So instead of you taking your ass out of the driveway with that car with the expired registration, you take care of it well before it's due. So you don't run across those problems and jeopardize your livelihood with the police stop. Your woman's never a female dog. You never call her a bitch or a whore or a shawty. You call her by her name. Women love to hear their name. It's a form of affirmation, believe it or not, when they hear that. This good man is looking for a woman has a career or is trying to start one take for instance you're both at 19 starting out your lives early that young man will say hey look why don't we do this I know it's easy for us to cohabitate right now you stay with your parents I'll stay with mine this is the plan we'll go to school get our education while we're young now start working, save up money, we'll get engaged, and then we'll get married, Here's about a two-year plan. meanwhile you're still dating so forth, and the rules would be, I'm going to respect you by never having sex with you without a cop, but I need for you to help me out, and on your side, use birth control, whatever, IUD uh, or whatever. So in that way, we don't have an unexpected child. By structuring this plan, he is building confidence in this woman, in him. And he realizes through her working with him, she's showing her integrity. And they go on and they do this. They graduate from school. They start working and making real money. He gives her the engagement ring. They get engaged. Three years out, they're looking at getting married. They're 21 now. They get married at 22. They have the money saved up for the down payment on the house. Now they're going into the home. She's already been on the job a little bit. And now they're planning out when they're going to have a child out how many children they can afford. And then they go on and have the child and he wants to do this early and he's going to talk to her well beforehand so that by the time they have that child she won't be displaced in the workplace so she can go back and resume her career. And he's thinking this from the standpoint of something were to happen to him he'd be covered. He'd do responsible things such as have life insurance on himself and his family. Even if he cannot afford the house, he'd go into an apartment as long as he can afford to have life insurance. He's not gonna leave his family depending on GoFundMe or any other kind of entity. He's gonna live well beneath is means and the reason why he's doing that to have cash reserves just in case because he realizes that he's in a very vulnerable situation working for someone else taking on responsibility based on his being able to stay employed and not only that even if he had a business He'd still be subjected to the market, the industry and everything else associated with it. systemic vulnerability. So he's constantly thinking of these things. Protective measures. They have some financial cushion there. So they're not struggling. That's what he's trying to do is to sustain a lifestyle that they established for each other. He listens to her, he interacts with her, he extends his interest in her toward her family. These are things that men do by default, real men talk. about. and with that woman that we have. We respect her profession, we respect her brand, and we treat her as a professional. I don't give a damn what she does. If she does back massages, even though the man is her man, if he has to go into the environment in which she works in, he pays her like he would a regular customer. Even though she says, honey, well, you know, that's okay. It's a positive transfer of wealth because it's going back to his woman. He's invested back in her. That's what it's about. Because once you build that trust between the two of you, very little is going to stop it." A good woman won't do what that woman did down in Atlanta, calling her man a pump to cut over a parking space. And this man feels as though he's been prodded by this woman and gets out of the car to confront the guy. Instead of getting him a better woman and picking himself up as a man and realizing that she did not deserve to be in his presence. He gets out of the car, tries to confront out the other guy and gets shot 15 times. That man, it's only obvious he probably grew up with a single mom and no dad. Dad would have told him, you don't have a quality woman, she's so going to expose you to more nefarious things. Need to evaluate the quality of the woman and it comes down to the decisions you make as a man. Because you're judged and defined by those decisions. And a lot of these young men don't know that. to get a criminal record and don't realize the quality women that would want a guy like them they don't exist. Because the way they look at it, he's a liability. He'd never be an asset for them. And as man, we look at it that way. And there's a harsh reality on some things too. As a man, your first bride, you have wanted to be your own. Meaning that these guys are going to prioritize single women with no children. After they've been divorced, they'll probably look for like and kind. A woman who ha- has been divorced who may have children. And the reason why they do that is because they keep their standards on par with what they have to offer. Oops. When a man hears a woman talking about she wants a $100,000-year man, the first thing he's thinking about is that she did not say nothing about character. So therefore, any man that made not grand to do, which means she's anybody's lady at a price. He's not interested. They look for content over the package, Ladies, especially if you're in the African American community, this is where these men are mentally. And this is the reason why they're not messing with the majority of you Because of this. Because of the way they've been brought up and they were brought up by fathers and they see that you guys have been accustomed to dealing with men who were veered by single moms, who are emotional, who are dramatic, who stand there and argue and scream with you just like a woman does. It's interesting also, when most men experience domestic violence, they usually don't call the police. When a woman does it, oh yeah, she's calling the police like she should if he's out of line. But see, a good man is not going to let himself get caught up in that kind of shit because he's going to know right off the bat some of the things so that he won't run into that situation. Not only that, when it comes down to getting stopped by a police officer, he's going to be disciplined enough to know what to do and what not to do. 10 and 2 on the steering wheel, have all your driver's license, ID, and everything in your hand. With both hands extended out of the window when the cops comes up so he does not have to unfasten his gun because he sees where your hands are because that's the one thing that cops are afraid of. Where are your hands? don't have any weapons invisible sight and you've neutralized the threat of the cop possibly shooting you. you don't argue with the police officer ask you questions you can answer some or else you can follow some of these attorneys that tell you oh don't say a word The reason why they don't want you to say a word is because you're going to have to wind up using them and you're going to pay them money for over. What I'm getting at folks, ladies in particular, the man you need has to be disciplined. He has to be in control of his emotions. And he has to be in control of any situation he's facing no matter how scared he is and he also needs a woman who's going to be by his side so that when he does become vulnerable he'll be there for him such as when his mother dies that's one thing that hurts most men more so than anything because that's the first lady that a man will try to protect is his mother even though he may have a dad he still wants to protect his mother because she's the most innocent he's looking for a woman that will get along with his family because he wants to get along with hers Makes him feel better. He starts planning in the future well ahead of deadlines because he's all about responsibility and accountability. And that's what it is. And a lot of you ladies wind up with their responsible men. Because many of you never had a responsible man in your lives. Uncles, fathers, cousins, brothers. So many of you wouldn't know what to look for. And so some of you make a natural mistake over and over again. And then when you get a good man, you think he's lame. You think he's square because he's not as reactionary as the other guys you had. And what you wind up doing is passing over a good name. Just like many women passed over to the guy that was a nerd back in high school and went for the job because he was more charismatic and flashy. Hmm. <laughs> And then after she had married the jock and had kids by him. And now she goes on a dating site and she's serious and she's thinking about getting the nerdy guy that has a stable income. Long after she had lost her shape from having the children. Long after when she had that optimistic disposition that has now gone negative. It's not hard, ladies. And you have to understand that many of you confuse because everybody's trying to wear that label of an alpha male like it's a damn clothing line. It's bullshit. Just like the beta male. Bullshit. It comes down to an insecure man versus... A more insecure man in that category. Real men didn't like to call themselves out. Look, when I grew up in the 60s and 70s, nobody used that term. The men didn't have to because it was a standard. So I just wanted to give you some of the elements and components and characteristics of a real man that you need to look for in a man as opposed to some of the things you're coping and settling with that fall far short no matter what label they try to put on it. You know just like these companies that put new improved on the package but they never tell you what they did that was new and they never show you what they've done that was improved. But you bought it just because it said that and had the nice little colors. In relationships and dating, the contents of the package is far more important than the packaging itself. Don't get caught up looking in the Christmas gift and open an empty box. I'm telling you. One more other thing. Men are not impressive and I'm real men. They're not impressed by women who're walking around with all this gaudy jewelry and all the rest of this other bullshit. We're looking to see what's at the core, not what's on the outside. A lot of ladies would be well impressing with those guys, but we look at it from a practical point of view. Plain us up. Because see, we were the guys that you guys didn't really need when you were younger in your prime. Whole different perspective now. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care.
2: Other races of women are not corroborating their narrative about you black men oh i cannot be the only black woman on the planet that does not care who black men date take the dusties girl take them dusties ain't nobody talking about dusty men except y'all only the ratchet girls are talking about dusty men no race of women wants those guys oh you can keep those dusties they're trying to group you men into that category how insulting is that to you as a man who done worked to carry yourself differently to live a different life to be in a different tax bracket not hanging out on a street corner all day long how easy was it for you guys to just enter the street life if that's what you chose to do that would have been the easy way out but you decided to go a different route you fought against what your neighborhood wanted you to do you made something of yourself the other races of women are aware that the black man comes in many forms and their focus is on men like y'all watching this The guys who are hard workers, guys like my dad that went and fought for his country and came back to do his thing and actually succeed at it. Guys like my husband who went from being a thug and snapped out of it. And that's what attracted him. Women like me. I say women like me because I'm just the one that he married after he changed that stuff. There's other women that he has dated and is still dating that are attracted to that type of a man. These girls will have you confused and preoccupied, worried about shit that don't matter like us women do. These are people that have nothing else to bring to the table other than money and their looks. What about your character as a human? What about your personality as a person? What about your spiritual walk? What is governing the way that you carry yourself and treat other people? That's a very important aspect of being in a relationship. The way you treat me, another person is going to determine how I treat you back, right? What about your drive as a man? Are you a self-starter? Are you motivated? A lot of women we don't have that. A lot of times as women we need somebody else to push us and that's why a lot of times you'll see that women respect a man who's already a winner much more than any other type of man because I know he doesn't need me to push him and if I need to push he's going to be there to push me. That's how we balance each other. So these are things that we need to be thinking about as we are progressing in our journeys of dating and trying to find marital partners and as men how we're carrying ourselves to differentiate between the dusties (laughs) and the guys that have potential because some of you guys watching this y'all not there yet you trying to get there you don't know how to get there because you're stuck in your neighborhood around these people who are very toxic very abusive this is called mental emotional verbal abuse and these people they think that they don't have to be accounted because they're women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Bad girl. I'm Come here. Bad, bad How girl. bad do you want huh? to be? Don't you? Yeah. Don't you want to be bad? Yeah. Huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's up gangster? You wanna be a gangster? Well this is where gangsters live at. I got the sheet up because my cellie ain't want to be a part of this shit. But this is where I got to take a shit, hang my clothes to dry, gangster. Ain't shit cool about this shit. But a bunch of men in here fucking each other, fighting each other, arguing with each other, gambling. You missing your family, but you ain't give a fuck about your family when you was out there being a gangster though. I'm telling you, they're going to forget about those letters, those visits, and that money you was talking about. Now, they don't care about that no more. Gangster, come on in. You want to come live here? I'm 6'2 two or 250 pounds with another man in here. Smelling feet, ass, shit, whatever you want to think of. Ain't nothing nice in here. Ain't shit nice in here. Gangster, but you want to impress men? You'll be impressing men, alright? Up in here. Enjoy it. I got life. Excuse me madam. It is time to retire for the night. If you are not yet ready I suggest one of your reading assignments as opposed to your current activity.
2: Modern-day feminism is ruining romantic relationships. Women who take on too much masculine energy and don't sit in their divine femininity make themselves and their men miserable.
0: Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries
2: for their support.
0: If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice, in the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.